What is up, guys? Back with another episode of Los Caballos del Norte podcast presented by Caballos Juarez. I'm your host, of course, Caballos Juarez. And, man, breaking news today that Liga MX Clausura is canceled. Um, little show overview, we're going to cover that. Was it the right decision, wrong decision, what could have been done? Um, and how FC Juarez kind of played in that um, owner's meeting and what their stance was and why they had the stance that they had. And then we'll go into this cancellation. What does it mean for the team? What does it mean squad-wise? Um, more, Most definitely it does um, change up some future plans. And what can we expect from leadership in terms of at the club, the front office, uh, in, this, in, in these times, you know, where we don't know if we'll be in the stands for the next tournament. We don't know how things may figure out. And, yeah, well, let's get into it. So, of, cur- of course, the first news for today, I tweeted out emergency pod. So here's the emergency pod for you guys. And the first news is that the season is canceled. Now, right decision, wrong decision, time will tell. Um, there's obviously been handful of leagues that that have kept on playing and and have resumed playing and and with plans to resume um i think that obviously the cases coming out from santos um derailed any sort of chance of of any contingency being tried in terms of one location bubble site um one city um, no fans. I think with the cases that came out of that, that would have pushed you two weeks back because you would have to wait for the, for the players to not only to, to test negative again and be out of quarantine, but then you just get into a whole, you know, you're trying to put a condensed season even more condensed than it should be. So I think in terms of being the right or wrong decision, it's a it's a matter of time to see if it was correct, obviously. As fans, we would have liked for them to try to do what the Bundesliga is doing in terms of maybe playing closed stadiums and and uh, letting them play out, um, especially as a Juarez fan where in our first year in the top flight we were in playoff contention. It's definitely something you want to see because, you know, they had, had been a good season so far and obviously um, the, the lure of, of – being able to play in those playoff matches is is awesome and amazing, especially in your first year for a club so young. So in terms of that, that, that sort of segues to what Juarez's position was in the canceling of the tournament. Now, for canceling the tournament, they were against it. Um, from what they, they released a, a press release earlier in the week stating that they were, that, that, their vote and their decision would be to continue playing um, in terms in and in, in the matter of that it would follow what health officials wanted, right? And understandable, I think uh, most teams who were in favor of playing had to make that distinction, you know, to where they're in favor of playing as long as health officials agree with it. That's uniform. Now, the reasons I've stated as a fan for why we wanted them to keep on playing, I think that's the same reasons the club had. Obviously, the club historical season wanted to see itself 
play in the playoffs, obviously maybe go straight to playoffs or maybe play out the season. Nonetheless, I think they they believe they had a shot to not only stay in playoffs if we played the rest of the season, but also have a shot to surprise some people if we went straight into playoffs. But that's not the case with the season being canceled. So in terms of the the rationale behind why they went with being in favor of keeping on playing, that's the main reason why. And it's not it's not like a a source is telling me or anything like president of the club, Alvaro Navarro, said it in a in a in an interview and and the club's uh, motives and and what and the decisions they had taken were clear and that they wanted to keep on playing. Obviously it's sad that um, they don't get to and we don't get to see them um, in any in any sort of contingency plan that could have been attempted. But it's what happens and these are unusual times for sports and especially in Mexico with uh, the cases and and just the logistics of it. I think also the uh, I mean we can get into a whole discussion about how the league handles things and I just don't think they were very proactive. Um, you know, you're talking about Germany going into the second, this, their, their second match day after, uh, you know, behind closed doors when they had been kind of planning this, you know, three weeks ago and we're barely starting to get into the planning of it when most leagues are already back in training or, or at least the major leagues are back in training. So I think that's a whole nother topic in of itself of maybe it was botched. Maybe we could have done something about it. Maybe you could have instructed um, teams to resume training earlier and that, that, that way forced players to quarantine so you would avoid a massive outbreak on a team. But, you know, like I said, it's a matter of time to see if it was the right or correct, the right or wrong decision. And in 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 my opinion, I think, I think there's more that there's more that could have been done proactively to to not have to face a situation like this where you have eight players come out positive, right? I think if you if if you started planning more ahead, and I understand you have to come into coordination with state government and national government and all of that, and of course that's a factor. I'm just saying that maybe it wasn't handled as well as I thought. There was a lot of sitting on your hands. But at the end of the day, with what happened, it's, I think it's the correct decision just because there was that type of massive outbreak. Now, to the second topic, how does this affect the team? Now, in terms of affecting the team, contracts, loans, who's staying, who's not. And I hate to say it to many of you uh, Juarez fans, but there's a lot of players this season that we have we didn't know it, but we had seen their last game as FC Juarez players. Now, may some of some of them may have their loans renewed. Some of them, you know, we we don't know, right? And I'm just going to get into a very um, simple overview of you know just what players are moving. Kind of just looking through all the positions. Uh, but in the next couple of weeks, um, next week specifically, we'll start off with goalkeepers and defenders and go through the position, see who the team has, who it's bringing back, who, who has the team been linked with. And then the next week we'll go midfielders and the week after that we'll go attackers. But today is just going to be a simple overview where I'll just kind of touch on who has a contract expiring, um, what my prediction may be. And then 
um, in the future podcasts, I'll uh, dive more into it on on why this may happen. Just to make, just because this is an emergency one, and I have stuff ready for those other podcasts where I can get uh, more information to you guys. But for this one, we'll just kind of we'll just kind of hit the tip of the iceberg. So uh, there's 16 players where their contract or loan ends in June, right? So those players are Enrique Palos, La Cerda. Elio Castro, Luis Lopez, Alberto Costa, Eder Borrelli, Israel Jimenez, Joaquín Esquivel, Jefferson Intriago, Manuel Viniegra, Mauro Fernández, Flavio Satos, Eddie Brambila, Diego Rolán, Angelo Zagal, Leandro Carrijo. Yes, damn, that is a list, right? So, now we have to get into each player and kind of figure out what What's coming next, right? So let's start off, right? Palos. He's on loan from Tigres. I think he's found himself comfortable in Juarez. I think in terms of Copa matches and and at the stage of the at the stage of his career he is in, I most definitely think that he stays in Juarez and um does uh remains in that in that in that second string. Um, I could see him moving just because of the of the Sacatepec goalkeeper that we're bringing back, but uh, all all I've heard from uh, sources indicating that that he will be sent to the developmental league for Juarez. So I don't think he'll actually be on the team for next year. But you never know; they may want to go with the young guy and and give him a couple matches and let him get uh, minutes under his belt. But I would say in terms of the safe bet, is that Palos comes back. La Cerda. I think he's done with the club. We haven't seen him since early in the season, I would say. As soon as Bruno Romo came, uh, he was done. I think he was he had a nagging injury that also had him uh, out for several weeks at a time, and I think he healed up, and he just never saw the field again just because of his age and and he's just not that type of player anymore. So I, I don't think he comes back. And that would be my safe bet. And he might retire or he might go to a different club. I would say he would go to Ascenso, but, you know, that's that's up in the air too, right? So, but I definitely think Lacerda is not back. Elio Castro, interesting one. Because he, he came to Juarez um, the season they wanted to win it all. Right, of course, they wanted to win it every season, but the season before they moved up to the top flight is when they had just signed Gabriel Caballero as their head coach, and it's when we were making a lot of solid ascenso signings. And Elio Castro was one of them. You know, he had a good track record, but he's not very technically gifted and not very good for Liga MX quality. He's a he's a brute force defender, um, silly tackles, um, doesn't really have a lot of touch or control. So your typical Ascenso defender. So in terms of that, I think we will see him back just for depth and because he's comfortable. And I think if Ascenso was still existed and the notion of pro, uh, promotion and relegation still existed, I think he would find himself on an Ascenso team. But because of that, I think we keep him because of depth. And that way you don't really have to change so much the chemistry of the club. Luis Lopez, I definitely think is a player we do see back. He's on loan from uh, Monterrey Rayados. 
Um, I just don't see him starting with that club if he goes back, and I don't see him doing well in a developmental league. And he's showed flashes for Juarez. He's not uh, very technically gifted, but I think he's very flexible in terms of his position. He can play center back. He can play left back, uh, right back. Uh, before Maxi Oliveira got to the club, that's what he was doing. He was playing as a as a left back. So he gives you some flexibility, and he's young. And I definitely think either either he gets his loan renewed or FC Juarez tries to buy him outright because he is one of those players where you want to keep tabs on him and he can be a, a rotation depth player that fills holes for you if injuries do pile up. Alberto Costa, we haven't seen him. We, have, we didn't see him at all this clausura. Apertura, he started quite a bit, I would say most matches, and we just hadn't seen him at all. And I think he goes back to Theodos and maybe gets loaned out to another club. I don't know what the deal is with him and what has transpired or his injuries or something like that. But I just don't think we see him back because we haven't seen him at all in half a year. Eder Borelli. Um, he has, he's on loan from Tigres, same as Acosta. And I think that he'll have his loan renewed. Um just out of respect for what he's meant for Juarez and what he means for the club and how he's one of those first pieces that was brought in. And, you know, even though he may not have the quality for Liga MX and the technical ability, he's, he's, he's a club legend. You know, the club's young, but he's, he's in this, I would say he's in the same breaths as Carrijo, right? Maybe he hasn't scored the goals, but he's fighter, competitor. And I don't think Juarez wants to buy his rights outright. And because of the great working relationship that exists with Tigres, I just think it's a I just think the the agreement they have right now and they've had for the past years will continue and he'll get renewed. Israel Jimenez, interesting one, right? Because we talked about this two weeks ago on, on the pod, and we said that he had made some comments about, you know, wanting to go back to Monterrey. And he didn't care if it was Tigres or Rayados. So he's on loan from Tigres, but his contract run, runs up in June with Tigres, right? So he's a free agent. And the interesting thing with, with him was um, when he was coming to sign was when Juarez was uh, barely, you know, barely making all their signings for the top flight. And we had a uniform presentation the day that the signings closed for the league, right? And Tigres, two weeks prior, had told him, look, we don't have you in our plans here. Your only option is either go to Juarez or don't play at all, right? And he kept on insisting and insisting. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want it. For two weeks, they didn't want to go to Juarez until finally, you know, he shows up the day of the uniform presentation as a star signing when he had just gotten off the plane because he was kind of, you know, like, well, I don't have any other option, and I want to play, right? So I don't think he's a player that's fully bought in to what Juarez is. Obviously, he's a great player, and if he is bought in, I'd love to have him back just because he is that good. But it's a question to see maybe what happens with him. I don't think if he leaves Juarez, he'll find another club that he'll start at immediately in Liga MX. And I think his best bet is to sign a one-year contract with Juarez and play it out. You know, he's been a quality player. He's played a lot of minutes. So I don't think he has anything to complain about. And, you know, the fans have been great to him. And 
he's played he's played very well for us so i don't think it's a his motives for for not wanting to come i think should have changed in the year he spent here and maybe he resigns my guess would be he does come back but then again with with the words he said two weeks ago in an interview you just never know you know so i'd hope to see him back but maybe the the his ego gets the best of him joaquin esquivel interesting one right um i'm gonna dive into him a little a little in in the later podcast when we cover the midfield position but he's on loan from pachuca um so he's a quality player and he's on loan from pachuca right now it has been reported that many teams are interested in him and want him back and want him to want to buy him and there's also the rumor that pachuca wants to bring him back because he'll fill in um Burrito's role so who knows I definitely one of my hot takes on him is that I can see Juarez dropping the bag for him and buying him outright because it looks like he's comfortable in Juarez it looks like he likes it um I think in terms of his career path I definitely see the front office having the best interest in him and maybe going off what happened at the what happens at the Olympics, what happens in other major tournaments, and then seeing what's best for him and not keeping him in MX. So by him coming to Juarez, he's able to play more, get more exposure. I'm not saying he he wouldn't have that at Pachuca, but one of my hot takes is that I could definitely see Juarez dropping the back for him. But if they don't, he's definitely gone and it's the last we've seen of him. Right. And that's sad, but it's something we, we have to deal with in this position, right? Jefferson Intriago, say bye not coming back he's he's gonna be a starter at Tigres and we would just have to be lucky that we got him he's a young player he's 23 people forget that and he has quality 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 and he's just a great midfielder and yeah you know he's I think we've seen the last of him as an FC Juarez player maybe he can have a second loan with us just because Tigres is stacked, and they will have Leo Fernandez coming in from Toluca. So maybe in that case, it could be where we see him one more year. But I don't see I don't see his future here. He's he's a great player, and he's he's been great. But he's and he said it in interviews. You know, he's not. You know, his ever he's come to Mexico to play for Tigres, not for us. So maybe a year or two years, but he's he's definitely gone. Um. Manuel Vinegra, he'll stay, even though I don't know why. Uh, Mauro Fernandez, uh, I think he's in the same case as Borelli, where his loan will get renewed. And it'll be business as usual, where the same agreement that has been in place for two years will um, come into come into place now, right? Maybe where, I think with most deals that the club has done is they do a loan with Tigres. And as the year progress and the player stays, Juarez starts owning more of a percentage of the player, right? So I definitely think that's something with uh, Rayo. I don't think he has a place in Tigres. And I think he loves Juarez, and he's been here a couple years, so I definitely think we bring him back. Fabio Santos, I think we bring him back. I don't see any club making a push for him, and I don't I don't see him leaving Juarez since he has been here for two years. So, and he's been really good for us. He's very flexible. He can play as a as a, as a holding midfielder. He can play as an and as a winger, an attacker. 
he's just able to do so many stuff and he's very experienced. I'm definitely a fan of his. Obviously, he has his games where you don't know why he's playing, but he's definitely given more good performances to close out the year than bad ones, as it was in Ascenso. Eddie Brambila, I think he's the same case as Jonathan Lacerda, where he just doesn't have it anymore, and we won't see him at all. I think he's definitely played his last matches. Um, he was one of those star um, second division signings that we had made. And when we when we got moved up, it just you know he just doesn't have that quality more, right? He holds onto the ball a little bit too long, doesn't have the speed, the touch. So I definitely we've seen the last of him in Juarez. Now we get to, and I want to touch on these two players um, together, which is uh, Diego Rulan and and uh, Angelo Sagar. Now, uh, club president Alvaro uh, Navarro has come out and said that. Every loan deal that we have uh, has an option to buy, right? Like there's 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 that option, right? And I've shared on my Twitter that with Roland specifically, uh, both the club and the player are are in agreement that you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make valid that option to buy, and they're gonna go through with it and. And in terms of Roland, I do see him staying in Juarez for at least two to three more years and maybe jumping to a bigger club or maybe staying here. He's very, he's fairly young, so I think maybe two years is, is best, but we may see him jump to a bigger club in Mexico or make the jump to MLS after he spent a while here. But Juarez will definitely keep him since they will exercise that option to buy. Now, Sagal is different because when Roland is healthy, he's coming off the bench, Right. Very few times do we see Roland and Sagal start together. If that happens, it means El Rayo's hurt. So I just I don't see – I'd like to see him back because he's a great player that just needs to be in form for him to be great. And for him going to back to Pachuca, maybe he can go because Franco Jara is, is moving to MLS. But my guess would be – is that he stays in Juarez and maybe after six months he's he's gone somewhere else because of playtime. Obviously, I think there's an important factor to put in, which is rotations and everything. And I think that's where he factors in, where you still have a quality player at the back. And I think that that would be the main reason or justification that our team would look for in terms of bringing him back, right? Maybe they couldn't sell him on starting every game, but in terms of you're going to see quality minutes in certain games just because we're going to need a spark. I think that's what could be more enticing to him than maybe sitting the bench at another club like Pachuca or Toluca that was interested in him um, during the winter break. And the last player is uh, Leandro Carrijo. I think he'll he'll either sign another one-year contract or he'll retire, and he'll retire and stay in Juarez or maybe go back to Brazil. I think if he does retire, the club will look for a position for him in the club, maybe as a coach, maybe as an executive, something like that, just because he is a club legend. But I think his time, his playing days and scoring days in Juarez are definitely over. Uh, it, it sucks to say, but, you know, it's it's what happens, right? So I definitely think he's he'll be back and he'll be staying in Juarez just because he is a club legend. I just don't know in what role that will be. And just to finish up the podcast... We'll just get into what 
what it means for for our front office, all, all, all these players that I, that I've outlined, right? And I think as as an FC Juarez fan and as a Mexican football fan, if you're an FC Juarez fan, you should feel fairly confident, very confident, I would say, of of what will happen in the next couple of months, because Memo Cantu has a lot of experience, has a lot of trials and errors in Mexican soccer. He's proven that. You can find a diamond in the rough and keep him at the club and then make a profit off the player in the future, but he's proven that he can build a winner, right? He's done that at Santos, and I think he's done that in terms of the Mexican national teams and just how that structure was laid out. So in terms of what his vision will look like for Juarez, I think we're in very safe hands. Um, In terms of players that are already here, I think he'll find a way to keep him here for a full season so that we can at least contend and show out. And then he'll make the correct moves and he'll have the correct scout so that we can reload and find more diamonds in the rough. So I think in terms of what this stoppage has meant to the club and our front office, I think it's definitely something they didn't anticipate, but it's something they're going to take with stride and they're going to adapt. And there's going to be some people are going to have to cut some players that are going to have to leave, but there's going to be new players brought in that will bring experience that will be good for the team and that we we may have never heard about but that will be good for Mexican soccer. So I think right now we just have to trust in what they're doing. Put you know Memo Cantu take the wheels and and just just see what happens in the next couple of months. Um definitely it'll be turbulent. The, obviously I think there'll be a lot of rumors coming out and and the next couple of months, not only in terms of how the league will be played, but in terms of players just because of the contracts and everything. Um, I do expect about in the coming month to hear something about how players' contracts uh, will be figured out and what loans will be renewed and stuff like that. So interesting times in terms of FC Juarez fans. No need to worry. We have the right guy at the head. And, of course, as the owner, we have the right woman at that position, the best one and nothing to worry about so that's it for today's episode i i uh, encourage you guys to give me some feedback tweet at me at twitter at caballos juarez capital c capital j um i'll have an episode up next week and the weeks after that and then we'll take it uh from there once i finish the positional breakdown uh, i apologize for my my uh my stuttering or my so's and ums just because this was an emergency pod so i'm doing it a little bit off the top of my head but I think it went well. Uh, I encourage you guys to like, retweet, uh, promote the podcast so we can get some views up and have more people listen in and grow the Liga MX English community. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys. Um, go ahead and subscribe, follow, and uh, Arriba Juarez. <laughs>